Millions up for grabs. Retailers closing worldwide. Salespeople losing their jobs. Online sales at an all-time high. Your route to financial freedom. Getting best sellers online. Getting a piece of the action. Learn from the top sellers. Become a top seller. Ecom leaders start now. Okay, good. All right, all right. Hello, everybody. Have a very special guest today, Mr. Joe from Seller Locker. Seller Locker, the top tool that I've seen to get back your money from Amazon. Because let's face it, Amazon is not just going to give over their money unless you demand, ask for it and demand for it. And in fact, if you don't use some sort of refund tool and service now, you are leaving so much money on the table. Um, and I'm bringing Joe on to show you what he's doing for every seller right now, uh, for thousands of sellers actually. And uh, so Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Nice talking to you again. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. And uh, your accent, I'm assuming you're in uh, New York somewhere. Is that, am I getting that about right? I didn't even know, is that noticeable? <laughs> oh yeah, it, it, you know, it wasn't. We, we were talking on the show, the pre-show, and I didn't notice it, but right when you said that, uh, right now, when you answer that, I was like, oh, I got it, the New York, you know, so. <laughs> New York City. <laughs> good deal, Brooklyn. good deal. Brooklyn, awesome, man, awesome. There's actually, from what I know of, a very, very strong concentration of Amazon sellers out there. Yeah. And uh, did you find Amazon through a community out there or did you find it another way? Another way? So, no, um, I actually brought in watches on my own in uh, 12th grade in high school, so 11th, mm. 12th grade. Um, my father and I started buying these you know, watches overseas in China. Mm. And there was a time where we were ranked number one, two, and three for top sellers of watches in the country. Not on Amazon but though. This on is Amazon, on Amazon. On Amazon. In 2013. Okay. But wow. nobody told me about FBA back then. It wasn't so um, known. And we were doing these in our basement one at a time, six to, 600 to 1,000 watches a day, manually pick and packing when I got home. And that was just my first exposure. Had I known about FBA, you know, I probably could have been much, you know, could have yeah, scaled it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So who found the watch? Was it you or was it your dad? It was my dad. And he brought me in and said, hey, I got these great prices on watches. What can we do with it? And I said, I heard about Amazon. Let's just start looking at it. Ooh, that's a great team. That's a, that's like a great story. Yeah. Father, father and son, uh, you know, find the product and then you bring in the new school. And uh, that's amazing. I mean, you were what, like six, 16 at that time? Yeah, 16, 17. 16, 17. That's quite amazing getting started like that. Um, I think it's such a healthy thing to get people working uh, as young as, you know, physically possible. Um, that's that's incredible. 2013 also being on Amazon. That's like, wow, you got you got the, that's really, it's pretty early, no? I mean, at yeah, that but time. Then I, lost, I lost touch. I lost touch until again, 2018. Because I, I didn't know how big it was going to be. Or, you know, I went to school after. I didn't know it was. To, to continue it. And I didn't know about FBA. Yeah. Yeah. At yeah. that time I was just a, I was a pick and pack guy. Pick and pack guy. Wow. And so you guys were selling 600 units a day uh, plus, right? Maybe 800. Yeah. And then what, it, it died out at some point? Like how, why did you guys stop or was he, he did it and just packed with someone else or, or how did that business uh, go? The supplier decided to take it himself. Oh and, snap. And that went, that time perfectly was starting to go to school and that we just dropped it. Wow. And, and because you already made the listings, you guys made listings we and made then the listings and he, yeah. He and it was their brand name. Yep. Oh, geez. That's but again, it's the early days. I was so young. I didn't really know. This is a side item. It wasn't even, my dad wasn't even doing this full time. It was a side hustle at night for a few hours a night. Did you get paid pretty well for that or you got a cut? bucks a week. Okay. 
My dad took the rest. Number one bestseller. Okay. My dad took the rest. Hey man, but that's all right. Look, you learned, you got it. You got an ability to sell on Amazon. Like that's, that's yeah. totally valid. And look where you are now. So um, let's move forward a little bit. So you said you lost touch. You went to school. Um, was that college or? Overseas, uh, religious studies overseas oh. in, uh, in Israel. Awesome. Awesome. How long, how long did you do that for? Two years. Okay. And then I came back to become an e-com manager by this company, Equity Brands. Mm. They have the license to many top premier brands on Amazon. And that's when I, you know, reinserted myself, um, became the e-com director, started getting very overwhelmed with scaling as mm -hmm. all sellers face. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, to start it, instead of trying to do everything myself, we got to start streamlining, creating SOPs, bringing in people to specialize in these tasks. You can't wear every single hat every single day. Sure. Um, and in doing so, one of the biggest obstacles were reimbursements and getting overcharged on products on FBA, especially because we had big items, you know, mm. Black & Decker air conditions, very mm. heavy, expensive items that were getting lost. That's just forced me to become reimbursement crazy because um, it was killing our margins and there was nothing out there that was doing what I needed to be done because I couldn't for an enterprise company just throw it to another company to do without having visibility, transparency. Sure. Um, they, they weren't into that. So I built it on my own. I said, hey, let me bring in a developer. Let me build something for their company mm. we covered 150k in the first six months Ooh, for them not for me yeah yeah yeah. And, then, yeah and then i said okay let's test it with some friends and family and, and then before you knew it word of mouth went to that first prosper show met a ton of sellers there and what and year is this now what, what, what year is this, this? Is, is probably 20 uh 18 2019 2018, 2018. i think that's when when reimbursements were getting pretty strong because before yeah. then it was kind of ignored and yeah. i think uh refund like some tools came out and like people were just getting money like hand over fist and i think yep. amazon's pnl like they saw like reimbursements and, and they got scared yep. and they changed the the system yep. uh, but there was a few golden months maybe at that point when it was just like people were getting a ton of money yep. um okay let, let me back up a little bit because i'm, I'm qu quite interested um you said you went to um studies in israel right for two years was that did you become some like a like a, a rabbi rabbi in training or some was there yeah. like what was it what was that um, learn more, study, you know, the, 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 the Talmud okay. and, uh, just also the experience over there, get the freedom, the dorms, uh, learn about the culture. Um, it's kind of like a gap year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Gap like year in terms, of, in terms of business. Trips. Say that again. You're saying gap, a gap year, like in terms of business. Gap year. No, some people, before they go to college after high school, mm. they take a year to go traveling and oh, seeing the okay. world and stuff. Okay. Okay. And, and did you, I'm just, you know, I've seen, I've seen a lot of people and I, and just, I know people, uh, you know, in that area, like Israeli, like in from right. Israel, from like kind of Hebrew descendants, I mean, just happen to be extremely, extremely good online. Like, I don't know, that's, <laughs> maybe it's like a, a, you know, it's, it's a positive thing. I'm not trying to be, you know, whatever, but, but it's very true. And I'm, and I'm wondering has, you know, your faith and, and you could just talk briefly about it. Is it, has it helped you, you know, succeed in like, I know, I know you're paying your people extremely well, like in terms of the VAs and the, some programs that we'll talk about in, in a little bit, but how has that helped you or how has it evolved your business practices? Well, every morning um, we study and in the studying, there's a lot of logic back and forth, discuss, you know, disputes, how to understand that, how to understand this. Um, and in doing so, you're training your brain every morning. You think it's intense, intense thought and study and 
it really gets your mind sharp from the morning. Legit, mm -hmm. like, you know, seriously, from 6, 7 a.m., you're already getting your brain working. You get to the office, you're already firing. You don't need that, you know? So from 9 a.m., you get to the office, your brain's ready to go. Nice, nice. And and you're doing that now, or was that? Yeah, that yeah, still okay. now. Yeah, every morning. Nice, nice. And on, and in your studies, like, uh, what are you taking practical things and, like, of course, yeah. It? Yeah, could you give me give me give me an example if you know if you'd like to share? Maybe I'm sure maybe not all interviews ask about this, but I'm I'm very interested. Well, probably we could do that on an offline one. Offline, okay, offline one. Let's do an offline then. Okay, good. We're gonna okay, lose good. too many listeners. <laughs> too many listeners. Okay, good, good, fine. Um, but let's put let's put just to wrap this segment up. It's been extremely helpful for you, you know, to be um, extremely um, let's say faithful and 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 having foundational values that you do um, every day, and you're. Uh, I've, right. I've knowing your business, you guys are very much you're giving when you're to your, to your employees and to your customers. Cause I'm, I'm one of the customers of your company right. and you know, I think we're treated extremely fairly and uh, you know, the payments by uh, a percentage and you guys have a lot of people working our account. And so um, fair to say that it's, it's helping you in a big way. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Okay. okay. Awesome. Okay. And then you said, how did you find this company you're working for an e-com agency or whatnot? Um, how did you get in touch with them? Um, family friend, okay. family friend, taking their their wholesale business online. I had a drop of experience building my own business. Um, young 18 year old ready to work hard and learn. And that's where I went. Beautiful. That's amazing. And uh, you had no, no, you didn't do any sort of college. Is that correct? Good. Good for you. I, I, I didn't do college. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and, and, and was that, uh, were you planning to not go to college from, from the get-go or, or what? How did that happen? I was planning to go to college um, throughout high school. Um, and then I just, when I started thinking about business and how much I enjoyed selling those watches on Amazon mm. and getting the work experience in this corporate environment um, where I had to have the ability, where I got an opportunity to get a leadership role in this enterprise level company from an early age, I felt I can learn from, you know, great people in this company that would probably be more valuable for me in the business world, um, which was the path I was taking anyway. That's brilliant. I, I think that's a, a super smart move. And, it, you know, maybe you didn't get the commission on the watches, but you got the ultimate commission <laughs> in terms of getting you on the right career and being yeah. an extremely successful business owner at this time. So, uh, man, that's, that's amazing. Okay, so you did this stuff. You're now the reimbursement king within the company. And when did you kind of decide like, hey, and, and first, can you maybe talk about then? Because I don't know if I was so deep into reimbursements at that time. What exactly were the, the top refunds uh, that you were successfully getting from Amazon? What were the, you know, the categories? Right. So it started, the whole business started with FBA fees. Um, this was something that no one was tackling at the time. Um, it was not monitored in any way, but everyone knew it was a problem. Mm -hmm. That was what we started building the interface for because okay. we need to communicate with the seller to get their dimensions in order to really kick off this category. Um, that was huge. Storage fees was massive because well, of Amazon. Fees. Yeah. So if Amazon, oh, is that because the dimensions were off and then if you the dimensions were high, yeah. then you calculate the storage fees. And then think about long-term storage fees. Mm. So it's all starting with dimensions. So that means we need, that meant we need needed an interface um, at that time. So that led us into, okay, what are the inventory discrepancies, which maybe you don't need an interface for, but one of the other key components was 
I don't like, and the company that I was working for instilled this into me, you can't just spray and pray cases at Amazon hoping that they're going to reimburse you. Mm-hmm. Make an accurate claim. You know, it doesn't make sense if, if you really only shipped 800 pieces while you're making claims for a thousand. Yep. I'm sure Amazon employees also get frustrated seeing hundreds and thousands of inaccurate claims. Yep. So this interface also gave us the ability to speak to the sellers and say, hey, these are sidelined four or five cases we don't feel comfortable opening. They're beyond our comfortable limit of saying, hey, this looks inaccurate. Can you please verify? So that what that did is that took our success rate through the roof. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those two things of, hey, we must have an interface. What are the tools that we can plug in? Really, um, people fell in love with that concept, especially so, the enterprise sellers. And was that, that was ready and then pretty quickly because we're talking 2018 still at this time, right? So you yes, built we an started interface. 2017, 2018, we started going for customers. Wow. So 2017, you built it. And uh, was the, the company you work for using the same exact tool or they had a different system? They weren't using anything. So we built it for them. Mm-hmm. And then I said, okay, this is too, too good to keep to myself. Um, <laughs> so then we went to the Prosper show in March of 2018. Yeah. Ray yeah. Berman was speaking about FBA fees in his opening ceremonies oh, wow. you know, statement. There's an issue with fees. Everybody should get on top of that. Find some internal tool somehow, but it's very important. Mm-hmm. As they walked out of the trip, out of that, opening speech. This is us standing there saying, Hey, we built a tool for FBA fees. Wow. So that trade show put us on the map right after that com- that conference, uh, uh, a speech and then word of mouth, uh, it just got around. And that's 2018 prosper. Yeah. You signed up 827, 2018. So you signed up only a few months later. There you go. There you go. Yeah. It was, it was getting around cause there was a lot of, you know, the very first one that came out that people kind of jumped on was a helium 10 one, because I right. think it were, they were very quick to market. And they, I think it probably they did more of a spray and pray because again, they don't have virtual assistants working right. on your case and they don't and ask for dimensions. It was just, it, it became a subject and boom, I, I saw a person that got like 160 grand. They opened it, putting out 160 grand. I was like, oh my gosh, wow. like, what is this? So we went in there and I think we got eight grand or six grand. I forgot what it was. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. But that was it. And that was like for the a big history in the past. And so, um, Anyway, so your tool, you know, from, from my, and I'll explain what I know about it, right? When you go in, you could put all the dimensions and it's so important because people do not realize and how small dimensions can screw up their entire company, really entire margins, yeah. because um, not only does Amazon get it wrong, but sometimes you can rework the product. So in your tool, you put in like, okay, it's, you know, 12 inches by 18 inches by four inches or something like that. And if Amazon scans it to be 18.1 inches, right? Now you're oversized. You're getting charged like $4 more a unit or something like yep. that. Um, you're, you're, you're basically they'll split your shipment into multiple. Um, that exa- uh, that's shipments. a great point. Great point. Now that you fell into a different tier, your inventory is going on to different locations. And sometimes the locations are far from your warehouse because it only has certain facilities that can handle the oversized items. And everything became a headache from one simple inch. Yep. Or or even one centimeter or like yeah, a tenth yeah. of an inch, right? Yep. And, and so I've seen people and they have a product that's, you know, 0.8 inches. And I'm like, look, your packaging is so fat to make it smaller, get to 0.75 inches. Boom, you're going to save yourself 70 cents on every unit. And to a lot of people, this is a concept. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm talking fast for a lot of people because this this concept is ignored by a lot of people because they just send it in and like Amazon charges what they charges, charge. But um, before, or if you're using Seller Locker, you put your dimensions in 
And if Amazon has dimensions that are not what match, then you guys will be able to find and be like, hey, we'll get you reimbursements. Correct? Yes. That's one of the features. Yes. The other feature, to your point, is we built a calculator that tells you how, if you put in your product and it's maybe on the threshold or close enough, we'll give you recommendations. The calculator will spit out and tell you, hey, if you lower your, your smallest side by 0.2, you can fall into the smaller tier yes. and save $2 a pop. Exactly. And is that tool for only for seller locker users or is that open? That's everybody. It's a free everybody. calculator. I'll send okay, you the good. link. So what's the URL? I'll put it down in the, in the show notes if you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send it to you. Um, I'll get a few. Okay, we'll get it. So in the, in the notes, we'll have that, the FBA fee kind of uh, monitor check. And I actually built one of these myself because, really? I mean, it's so, it's ridiculous, right? A product that's maybe a dollar, right? Cogs, your actual cost of the goods your fee might be $1.50 more because of a wrong dimension. So your fee mistake is more than your entire cost. So imagine yeah. if you can get your product for free, that's what monitoring the stuff and actually doing an audit on it can actually bring you. So this is a this is a topic that is huge for sellers and, and a lot of them don't know about it. Sure. So, okay, cool. And the storage fees, can, give, me, give me some, how do you get back to storage fees? So if, if that's only after you kind of, fix the dimensions and how does that work? You're really spot on today, Aaron. <laughs> so you go ahead and you win the FBA fee case. Yep. Um, right after winning the FBA fee case, there is, it's not even such, it's not so hard to understand. It's just that the information is hidden from Amazon. It's in different reports, uh, but potentially you can go ahead and calculate the volume of the product that your uh, SKU took up mm -hmm. compared to what the new measurement of, so it's what they had your product listed as, which our tool already knows, versus what we got Amazon to change it to. And the amount of inventory that Amazon is telling us that they stored for the last three months, multiplied by the difference, by the number that's within that tier. Yep. And we go ahead and ask for that item, uh, for that for that dollar amount. Nice. That, I mean, that's brilliant. And now a question for you. If you and, if they scan it and let's say they scan it and it turns out a little bit bigger rather than smaller. They don't go back and charge you more storage fees, do they? No, no. Luckily, they do not. Yeah, <laughs> luckily. So that's one thing. They're not. They're not hawks uh, on in that direction. Right. Um. And then what about what are the time limits? Because I believe when this started, there were almost no time limits, right? Meaning True. it didn't expire. If you had a refund due for you like two years ago, or at least twelve months, I think was for sure the the limit that I remember and you found out about it, you can ask for a refund and they'll give you your money back for, yes. you know, inbound shipments that, that had pieces missing, things like that, you know, a year, maybe even two years ago. Right. So what was the time limits kind of originally and, and what are they now? So I'll break it down for you. For FBA fees, the, the, like you said, it used to be 18 months. You used to be able to go back 18 months, which was awesome. Someone signed up, we find the mistake, we can go back a year and a half and get them huge reimbursements. Wow in that category. They brought it all the way down to 90 days, 90 days, okay. which means that if something's wrong today, you better fix it now because if you have sales in Q4 and you don't fix it now, you're not going to get the reimbursements for any of your sales in Q4. So that means you have to act now. You can't wait another six months and say, Hey, I'll fix this eventually. If you don't fix it today. You're not getting your Q4 reimbursements back for FBA fees yep. um, for inbound shipments, anything related to inbound shipments. They give you nine months. That's the window for inbound right shipments. Now? Yeah. Oh, okay. It used to be longer. Or was it always been nine months? Always nine months. Um, if you're nine months in one day, done. <laughs> there's no, there's no, uh, they're, they're pretty strict on that rule. And when it comes to inventory related discrepancies, lost, damaged, 
uh, customer returns, that things of that nature, it's still 18 months. Oh, great. Okay, yeah, because I mean, they've lost your inventory. Yeah. And and I have a story of a guy, and this is this is a, a case, and I don't know if you guys will, will flag this or, or, or have how many cases you've, you've run into like this, but this company, they sent in, I want to say, 15,000 units of a product. And no joke, they all disappeared, okay? And they did cases and this, and they talked about it for like three months, okay? And Amazon would just be like, no, these never existed, never got it. They, And they had to get a lawyer to actually go and like threaten legal to Amazon. After that happened, they go, oh yeah, oh yeah, it did come up, we lost them. And they got reimbursed for the cost of all those products. Um, and then their products started showing up as being sold by Amazon, like there was all these these issues, right? But there was a there was a point where they had to bring a lawyer in. And again, this is secondhand knowledge. I wasn't there on the account, but I heard from this uh, a seller. Right. And um, how often does it come where Amazon maybe does a huge error and they won't, you know, man up for it, and you have to bring a lawyer or anything like that? So I'll take it a step before then. Okay. And then we'll talk about your scenario. Sure, sure. Um, I can. I mean, this is a podcast, or people can watch this as well. Well, uh, we could briefly talk about, uh, I'll have the video. So if you're listening to the podcast, you can go on the YouTube channel, just search Aaron Cordova's and we'll have this brief thing, but let's, let's try to keep as much, as much verbal as possible. Sure. Yeah. I'll talk to it also. Almost every time now, Amazon does have pushback. Mm -hmm. So every time Amazon will tell you no the first time. I would say 80% <laughs> of the time, their first knee jerk reaction is no. Mm -hmm. for anything, for, is that, is that for not for the feeds. This is for inbound, for lost, for everything. Everything. Okay. It's like they make you prove it to, if you make a claim, it's like insurance, basically. Okay. They're going to push back at you and you're going to have to prove them wrong. And I'll tell you why I think they do this. Um, they're trying to go ahead and make people bring either more information to the case. Yep. Um, they don't want to give you the money that's due to you. They want you to prove them wrong. Yep. Um, so what happens most of the time and with sellers that do this in-house with VAs, or other third-party agencies, when you have thousands of clients, it's very hard every day. To, imagine you open up a claim, you put in the effort opening up the claim, and this is the response you get. Mm -hmm. A long, complex response with links to go look at this. They drop terms like fair market value, which people don't understand. How is a simple, not simple, but how is an Amazon seller or a virtual assistant overseas or the VAs that work for the third-party uh, agencies supposed to know how to respond to a case like this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's hundreds of different responses Amazon has. It's just impossible. And many times they leave it, it expires, and the sellers don't get what they're due. Okay, so that um, was just, that. this is, um, let me see, reconcile tab. Okay, so those missing items, you said, hey, these were missing, we didn't get reimbursed. Amazon gave you some money. Amazon says a bunch of stuff. Uh, please allow me a detailed explanation on why you don't have any money right? <laughs> and then they give you a bunch of garbage. So what happened in this case, specifically, Amazon did reimburse the seller with seller locker, a thousand dollars. So we got okay. back a thousand dollars out of the 2000. So there's a thousand dollars left. Mm. Now I want that full thousand. That, that's all my profit margins. You're going to take half of the value of what you lost away. My profit margins were only 20% in general. Yep. My entire shipment is a waste of money or a loss. I'm taking yep. a loss yep. on the shipment. This tool that we built is built with machine learning. Um, and we have millions of cases that we've submitted already. And we see so many, we have big data. Our tool with one click of a button can disprove Amazon using their own policies against them. Mm. We read the page, we understand what's going on.
going on with one click will actually disprove them with their own policies, justifying why we're due the rest of the money owed to us. And this Chrome extension is, has 120 different types of responses for 120 different types of scenarios, which we're adding every single week um, to disprove Amazon and take the case to the next level. So your question was, hey, you know, what do you do when Amazon says no? For claims, we do have a process for that to take the process from A to B to C and keep escalating the cases as needed. We don't take no for an answer hmm. um, with this tool that we've built. There are scenarios where Amazon is playing hardball, you know, yep. $40,000 shipment. There is still a need for lawyers in that scenario. Um, but we do win $40,000 claims. We had a 25K one coming yesterday. So wow. with this process, we are winning a lot. But yeah, we've heard about the big ones too. And that's brilliant. And I'm, and I'm sure since you guys, you know, uh, was talking to our, our freight team before the call, and I was like, hey, do you have any questions or whatnot? And they were like, well, no, I, we know that Setter Locker is working for their money because, you know, you guys take a percentage of that refund coming back and you're going to work for it, right? Rather than just having like a flat fee where it's like, I don't care if, let's say that case right there, it's a thousand bucks that would be gone off the window. Well, you're like, no, I, I, I want that piece, whatever percentage that's going to be like, I want a piece of that. So you guys are going to keep working on that. And it's worth, if you have all that data, you go, no. And you make, you keep replying, replying. They don't, do they ever close out the case when you reply a bunch of times? So what we see is they start ignoring us because they admit mm. that they're wrong, but then the tool's smart enough. We're not looking to pick a fight that we can't win. Okay. So if we see that we hit a brick wall, um, we will let the seller know. The tool will let the seller know. And the tool also suggests, hey, it's been three times that you've attempted this. You can either get more proof from the seller or our tool will suggest to the VA to just shut it down. Okay. Accept your losses. Because again, we're not looking to pick a fight with, with Amazon, we're not looking to do that. Um, we're all on the same team, but we are fighting for the sellers and we want to be accurate. So we don't want just, you don't just want to open up. Yeah, you don't want to fight for exactly because there, there are things and there might be maybe someone who did something manually. There obviously are some errors yes, that could occur. For okay. Sure. Um, but yeah, so as, as I was saying is that you guys work for that um, commission piece, because if you get, you know, for our company, I was checking it and it's over $50,000 that you guys have gotten back for us. Right. And you guys then get a boom, you guys get a chunk of that and it's worth it. We're, we're on the same team. And of course, Amazon, you know, I know there are people who let's say you have a, a, a thousand unit shipment and 900 arrived and they're going to be like, well, give me that hundred, even though they didn't send the full amount, like you, like you mentioned and, right. and your setter locker school is like, dude, you, you didn't send that. But Amazon is also has a point where hello, they need to defend themselves too, because if not, people are just going to like lie all the time. So they need to verify it. Yep. And and the cool thing, I, I really think that Chrome extension is pretty awesome. And, um, that's relatively new, no? That was last September. Last September. But you don't need to know about it. We're taking care of it. It's like an internal tool we built for us, but it's really cool. Oh, that's not one that people install. That's for yeah, every, Everyone has access to it, but most people, we didn't build the tool initially for VAs. We built okay. it for the sellers themselves. Even when yeah. you came on, yeah. we didn't yeah. have yeah. VAs that, but then I guess sellers are too busy to even click one button, which I know, <laughs> I know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it's like. So we yeah. had to bring in VAs um, to, to do the same things that you would have done. And we built this for them, but also for some sellers like to do it in house. So they use the Chrome extension. That's brilliant. Okay, good. And then could you, um, could you say like when someone comes on, do you have like an average amount, let's say reimbursement versus revenue or like what could somebody expect? Uh, let's say they've never done any reimbursements 
or, or gone for anything. And they're coming right now. They're selling on Amazon. They're selling, say, 30000 a month, 100000 a month. Uh, and they're coming to you guys. They connect the tool. What do you see or what do you expect to see normally in that account? If someone's never done reimbursements before, and actually it's, it's pretty close. The average is between 1% to 3% annually. So the first year might be closer to 3%. Mm-hmm. And then every year after that, between one and two. That's of the so revenue. Of their revenue, we can recover, which comes out to like six to 10% of your profits sometimes. Um, but yeah, one to 3% of someone's annual revenue. Wow. And and that's again, yearly, right? Annually, yeah. Annually. Okay. And then um, what do you see like the biggest chunks come from? What are the biggest gains or losses? The biggest, it depends. So some sellers who are doing high, high, high volume, lost inventory is huge. Loss and damage inventory just keeps getting lost in their warehouse. Um, For some sellers, it's inbound shipments. For some sellers, like you mentioned, who are also doing high volume um, and have different thresholds of where their products lie, it's not even about the money they get back. It's about the money they save going forward and future profits because they fix their fees. Mm -hmm. That's a component that nobody even thinks about. We have one seller that that um, re- now recovered, made $4 million more profit this year because they fixed their fees. Wow. Wow. And, and of course, that's a humongous company that probably has a ton of people already in their freight department, already doing dimensions. So w- what do you think got, like, why did seller, make, seller Locker make a difference for them? Obviously, they already have a huge team, already people monitoring, most likely. What, what did you guys do special? So on that specific account, and that's an extreme case, but that specific account, the SKU is on the threshold. It's, it's, you know, it's six, it's 17 point. It's actually, yeah, 17.75. And now it's on the threshold and all of their products are on that threshold. And every day it keeps, and we have to keep fighting. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not a one-time fix. It's an ongoing battle. And yes, actually let's talk about that because here's, here's a crazy thing. Uh, And I, we have products around that range, right? 17 and a half or 17 or whatever. But what happens is the box might get one unit might get a little bit squished. Yep. And if they do a scan or, or, or receiving in one warehouse, that one thing gets marked at 18.1 inches. Your everything gets goes yep. crazy. Um, but most of them are, are, are there. So what if you do like, let's say, uh, I know there's a thing called a Cuba scan where they, you know, they actually scan it. That's like, I think it's a trademark of a, the machine they use. Anyway, so um, they'll get it. And then what if they got a unit that was fat and it went to 18.1? Like what, what do you do then? So what happens next in our process is our tool will actually find it. It will create an internal case on the dashboard. It'll say, we have a new case ready to open FBA fees. We go ahead and we ask Amazon to remeasure and they'll remeasure it. And hopefully they remeasure it correctly on a new SKU with a better packaging that didn't have that issue and they'll correct it. And then they'll credit you backwards for the other SKUs okay. that were sold. Okay. okay. And um, okay. So what what do you is there a way like to not have the the boxes like squish? You know, do you do have you talked to sellers like, hey, gets this X package is better, five layer cardboard versus three layer, or is there anything you've seen that makes it not like expand? Because I'm I'm imagining you're dealing with a humongous seller at, that's right at seventeen point seven six. What have they done um, that maybe we could use to like not have it ever be over? Well, what they've done is they've looked at our calculator and they kind of started 
seeing with their factory how much they can cut out from the right and from the left. Mm -hmm. And they're able to bring down their packaging cumulatively by two inches, Mm -hmm. you know, a 0.5 there and a 0.5 here. And they were able to bring themselves farther away from that threshold, which the calculator helped them do. Right. Okay. So I also recommend never pack in poly bags. Yes. Yes. And I agree with that. That's, (laughs) that's like a number one thing. Okay. Okay. And is that for thin products or what? Like, like a cell phone case in a poly bag or even clothing, people do clothing in poly bags or gets, uh, the factories will do it. They're, they'll, they'll air seal it. So they'll go and it's not even more expensive it's about, you know, a few pennies more to either do. And, but that's to prevent it. That's like air seals. Perfect. Right. Or yeah. There's no problem with an air seal yeah. or they'll do tight. They'll, they'll don't leave the extra three inches of packing. Just the one time that the guy measured it with the extra three inches. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big one. Okay. Good, good deal. Good deal. And then, um, okay, good. So, uh, if people want to, want to sign up for seller locker, right. Um, we'll have a link below. We, we talked about this, but do you, what, what kind of offer do you have for them to, to try it out? See, Hey, what money can you get us back for? And, uh, I know you guys will, will take care of them, but what, what could you offer, uh, the listeners? Sure. So right off the top, anybody who's listening and wants to use Aaron's, um, promo link, will get the first $500 that they recover on the house, give it a try, see, you know, how we do what we do. Um, and sign up. The way it works is you sign up, you get an account audit. So we'll show you with your own dashboard, you know, how to use the tools, the pieces of information we may need from you to get started. If necessary, sometimes we don't need anything from you. Um, we'll agree on a rate and we'll push forward. We'll show you the different features that we need, like the texting feature where you can actually whip out your cell phone give that cell phone number to your warehouse if you want, have them take pictures of bill of ladings and you could text us your bill of ladings. It'll automatically using image recognition, put the right shipments in the right cases, uh, the right images in the right cases because you need these as proof. Um, These stamped bill of ladings and these documents, these are all necessary to win cases. So we built all these different tools. We'll show you how to use them. 10 minute demo. And that's it. We're off to the races. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, good. And then, and then uh, our last, thing on seller locker and then move on to this other thing, which we talked about. Um, but you know, what is the big difference between seller locker? And let's say there's other tools out there. If you, you know, search like FBA refunds, or whatever, some guys will do a hundred bucks a month. You get a tool and it'll like do a bunch of random stuff. And we talked about uh, a couple of differences, but what, what do you see? I'm, I'm a, I know a lot of people are signing up to you guys after using other tools. Yeah. So what do you see? Those are my favorite guys. <laughs> um, So yeah, so the biggest difference is a point that we mentioned earlier, actually two points that we mentioned earlier. One is responses. Mm -hmm. There's no company out there without a tool that has a Chrome extension like the one that we built, which are the only ones that have, that can manage Amazon's responses. If 80% 80 of the time Amazon's, you know, giving you a hard time, they're pulling your leg or they're playing hardball and you don't have the tool set up to fight back, most companies are opening up cases and then not following up to actually win them. So if they get a reimbursement on the first try, great. What we see when other people come from other companies is we actually pick up all those times that the person got denied. Mm. And then we fight those two with our Chrome extension. So we pick up where they left off, which is funny. They, they did the beginning part and we we take it to the, to the, you know, you get stuck in the red zone, you don't get a touchdown. So we yep. help take it all the way to where he's got to be. Um, and that's huge. Just responding to cases. We are the only solution out there with a proper responding tool that doesn't let cases get you know stuck behind and expire. FBA fees is something that Seller Locker built its business on and still specializes in. And then something that we call prep, 
that prep section, getting us the documents using the texting feature mm -hmm. or verifying shipments with us before we submit them, before we don't feel, because we don't feel comfortable. Those yeah. are things that, again, are important to us that we've built into the interface so that we can go ahead and open up each case with a high success rate. Nice, nice. And then um, how much, oh, and again, that's one, one of the reasons we love uh, Seller Locker is that you guys have an army of virtual assistants, like opening cases, doing this, like we, I don't have to think about it. And these guys are pros. That's all they do all day. So um, yeah, I agree. That's a, that's an excellent point. And to date now, do you know the cumulative amount of refunds that you've gotten for sellers up to today? This month was 2.1. 2.1 million. And then total, maybe what? It's between 30 to 40. 30 to 40 million. Woo! Don't tell Amazon. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they won't know the difference, right? They don't know if it's Seller Locker, right? They Unless do. They do. They do, um, okay. It's, no, we're not hiding. We actually are in Amazon's app store. Okay. So they vetted us two to three times already. We had another meeting with them two days ago. They like to see how, you know, what logic we're using. Mm. Uh, every time we talk to them, they create another tool to make it harder for us. But <laughs> <laughs> Hey, as, as long as it's really lost, then yeah. I don't think they, they, they can make enough tools and you guys will be on top of it. So that's, that's pretty good. Okay, awesome. And then with this Army VAs that you've, that you've had, uh, we just talked about, you know, before we got on air, was something you've been doing, um, you know, the kind of the next phase. And is this still branded like Seller Locker? Are you making another company uh, for this piece? So it's still Seller Locker. Um, we saw that people have other needs. They have other things that cause them to lose sleep at night. Mm -hmm. I'll give one simple example, stranded inventory and suppressed listings. Oh, yeah. It's not like yeah. Amazon tells you, at least with enough detail, what's wrong with an item before they suppress it. Now, you who's focused on sales, new launches, advertising, Q4, it's the holidays. You just want to enjoy Christmas, get an email, you know, in the morning saying, hey, your, your item's taken down. You have 24 hours to respond. You, you just, it's just so exhausting and taxing. Mm -hmm. Something that we've done is we already have this army of VAs. We've already built so many SOPs and tools to organize, watch, streamline. They, they, they're running, we're running a tight ship with them. Mm -hmm. What else can we teach them and train them with? And that's what we did. We taught them how to manage 70 other tasks, dealing with suppressed listings and, and stranded inventory is just one of them, but they can help with backend search terms, managing your promos and coupons. Nobody sets those up properly. You know, if you buy this, you get 15% off of the mm -hmm. milk folder and you get, we get all that stuff all together, set it up for people. Um, 70 different tasks um, that I'm not going to list all 70 now. Okay. Okay. And then, and so, uh, one of the tasks that I'm particularly interested in was these listing images, right? A lot of guys, when they start off, they're like, oh gosh, do you know a good photographer? Do you know a good blah, blah, blah? They spend all these hours and hours on Fiverr uh, or, or Upwork or, you know, their buddies who's a designer or whatever. And a lot of times their image, their listings are pretty bad um, or they get just images from the factory, which a lot of times are copyright infringement. Uh, so that's kind of a, a thing to do images. So uh, you told me about this, kind of image package. Is that something you could see on the site or you could just talk about it and then you have to email or how do you get this offer? I can give you the link. Okay. We'll put the link there, but uh, talk about that image package. And uh, if you want to, if you want to share it too, you can share it. Yeah, I will. I will. Um, so again, here's like you said, people, they start off and they're trying to get involved with a small investment and then to properly do these images the right way. And I don't know if you know this, Aaron, but if you ever look on your mobile, which I'm sure you shop on Amazon, images are 85% of that main screen. Mm -hmm. 
people are buying based off of reviews, images, and price. That's that's the key. Maybe they have to click to see the features and stuff, but 85% of what people see when they make a mobile purchase is the image. Um, and we know that the premium brands have jumped into lifestyle mm -hmm. and infographics. Now, it's usually very expensive between two to $300 per ASIN to do infographics, or that's what it used to cost. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's simply because you have to work with the design team and you're only giving them a little bit amount of work. So therefore they wanna charge you a premium Telelocker has 4,000 clients now with a massive amount of ASINs. And we were able to partner up with a design team and bring ridiculous prices because of the high supply. So we have high volume and we did a beta. We got two, 300 people to try it. Um, and we were able to guarantee ridiculous rates to get these products, you know, superimposed and optimized for about $89 for seven images, five to seven images of, you know, give us your basic products. We'll take it to the next level for you um, with Photoshop and stuff. No matter how complicated it is, we'll find a way. To <laughs> Look at that. Head. That looks really real. That looks really real right there. This, that one, image. Was tough. this one was tough. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's tough, do you charge anymore or no? No. <laughs> okay, good. So yeah. our pricing is uh, $89 for one, a three pack, which is three ASINs, not three images, three ASINs, five to seven images is about $229. And then we have more deals for the more aces that you give us. And and again, guys, normally, you know, a photographer for one image, sometimes they'll charge 50 bucks and up, okay, for one image. Uh, for design work, you know, if you're going to a lot of places, a lot of designers might charge $20, $30 for an image or something like that. In this case, just doing the math, it's like 12 or 13 bucks and you can get it down to closer to 10 bucks uh, if you're doing three ASINs. And here's the deal, guys, and, and I preach about this all the time, is like, you need to try images, try new images. Testing your images is one of the biggest things that you can do to actually increase your uh, conversion rate and inc increase your overall sales. So, um, you know, worst case, I'm actually going to try this. I'm going to send this out. I, you know, I have a couple of brands um, to try this out on and I'm actually, I'm excited. And that's sellerlocker.com slash images. Okay. I just saw the URL. So um, pretty cool, pretty cool thing. I've never seen someone have it that low rate and uh, the images look pretty decent. Again, it's not, it's not like, freaking high studio, super crazy thing. But honestly, you've, I've seen some top sellers that have horrible images. So like, you know, if you're, if, if you're trying to be hundred percent perfect, this is not it, but like, Hey, you can get, you can, you can, you can get way above, uh, uh, the, what some people sell at is all I'm saying. I'll go 80%. You can give yeah. us 80%. 80%. Okay, 80%. 80% there. That last 20% yeah, 80%, 80% on 80 on $80 is great. Hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And the last 20% is going to cost you another 500. The, the 20% is going to cost you 500 bucks. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, awesome. And uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. And then what of the, you know, in hiring all these virtual assistants, is there any, do you do hiring yourself? Yeah. Okay. We, Could you, we, we, yep. we have a whole training that we go through. It's about three months of training until we get it right. Oh, and uh, that's it. Whoa, 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 whoa. We go, hold on. So when you hire somebody, they go through three months of training before they get on the job. So they work with not in cell locker. I'm talking about the virtual assistants within cell locker or salesmen and stuff. Um, either, either. I, I just want, I just want to get tip recruiting tips because you know, you clearly have done a very good job in with these virtual assistants. Uh, in general, but also your team, I'm sure, is extremely efficient. Right. So uh, just some hiring tips in general. So they go through three months. I mean, this is not typical. It's yeah. not typical. They go through three months of training 
with their own. We have a virtual assistant, Amazon training course. Okay. And this is for the 70 different tasks. Yucks. They're going to learn everything. Yeah. On those 70 different tasks. And then after that, we test them with reimbursements using the tool and monitoring them on low, easy level tasks until they can become, let's say, a responder, someone who's capable of responding to cases with accuracy and communicating with sellers in a way that um, the sellers would appreciate. So it's a process. We have it all, you know, streamlined. Wow. And do you, what what training tool do you use? Like, how do you where do you how do you keep those procedures to training training the people and like use a certain software? Well, we use Checkflow. Checkflow. Okay. It's a. I set up the processes one step at a time. First, do this, then do that. It's connected to APIs. We're feeding it data. We track how long it takes. Very intense stuff. Okay, good. I have to check that one out. We're we're looking for like a training. We're not experts at that. So, um, okay, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Okay, man. And then is there anything that you have seen? You've worked with so many sellers. Oh, actually, um, how, how your largest seller or your largest sellers, like what kind of bracket are, are they in range? Uh, 100 million plus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. We have two of the top 10. Two of the top 10. Wow. That's and, brilliant. And, and 12 of the top 100. Like we, we work with, I would say, the top. Amazon. So I think we have at least have 10% of the top 500 even. Wow. That's, that's um, amazing. I have one seller that I think in the next three days is going to break the million dollar mark in one year. Yeah. Yeah. A million in recoveries. Oh, in recoveries. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like a million. I'm like, huh? Tom, okay. It's a million in recoveries. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Okay. Good. Good. Um, what do you see, right? Cause you, I don't know how many of them you talk to, right? Um, cause not all, not all your, your customers have a podcast like myself, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what have you seen? Like these top sellers that are extremely successful, how have they gotten there? Right. I got people who, who want to make it, you know, they're not going to focus a lot of their time on reimbursements, right? They should just sign up for some locker, sure. you know, um, and have, you know, somebody do that. But what have you seen is like the common denominator between the most successful sellers? So I'd say the biggest thing to focus on right now is, is taking those things that are dragging you down, the stranded inventory, the things that take very long, the, maybe the keyword research, the items that are taking, you know, the two, three hours of your day where you're not focusing on putting together, you know, set up procedures. Everything has to have a process. Mm-hmm. Take the 20 things that you're doing. Anytime you have something that you're doing three times or more per week, streamline it automate it as best as you can and hand it off or delegate it to someone who can be doing it for less. Meaning if your time is worth 20, 30 hours, $20, per hour, uh, $20, $30 per hour, give it to someone who you can pay $6 an hour for or $3 an hour for. They can do those tasks. You focus on, you know, what's my giveaway strategy? What's my PPC strategy? Stuff like that. Um, and in doing so, you'll start creating better effective launch strategies, which is really where it's at. Like, you know, Nice. Nice. Okay, good. And then oh, one thing we didn't talk about the rates, but uh, you mentioned a rate of the VA, these different tasks. If they do, if someone wants to go there, what, what were the rates um, right at this time? Of course, I know it can change, but let's say you didn't want to do something like that. And I'll let you uh, briefly go into that if you want to. Say that one more time, Aaron. If you, if you want to go into the rates that you charge for, let's say these different tasks, you want someone to, um, I don't know, whatever oh, so tasks yeah, you so have. We're at $400 a month for about 30 to 40 hours of, of virtual assistant time which is, you know, very, very cheap, ridiculous rate. Unheard of. I mean, it's an extremely, extremely good rate. And these are people who've gone through this three-month three month training? Yes. Uh, how many people things. make it? How many people make it on your three-month training? <laughs> how many people don't make it is the question. Okay. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't, we don't have that stat down. But truth, we work with them to, to perfect each and every task. It's not about, uh, you know, not making it. And we get them to where they have to be. Brilliant, brilliant. All right, Joe, uh, it's been great. And uh, do you have any, you know, parting words? Um, obviously, sign up for Setter Locker. <laughs> you know, check it out. If you if you've used your re- refund tools, check it out. And um, just anything else that maybe we haven't covered that you think people should know either about the tool or about anything in general. He saved me $1 million. <laughs> Boom! There you go. How's that for a line drop? I like that. I like that one. Who's that? Is that is that a business partner? No. It's uh, one of my business partners, yeah. Okay, there you go. And I guess he's... But, he's but I had and also a seller. Yeah. Okay. He's one of our... Actually, we beta tested. That was one of our beta testers. Oh, sweet, sweet. Well, that's a, that's a good testament. All right, Joe. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, talk to you later. You got it. Man.